What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Cougar Pregame, presented by Larry H. Miller Chevrolet Provo and Royal Army Brand on Utah County Sports Station, ESPN 960. Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle, broadcasting live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium across the street at the Chevron. Stop by, say hello. We're having our ultimate tailgate event brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram here in Provo. All those vehicles can be driven by by you. New used vehicles, in-house financing, whether it's a Ram, whether it's a Cherokee, whether it's a Chevy Silverado. My man, Curtis Grieve, the GM of LHM Chevy, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram's going to get you the best deal available. He's going to earn your business, and that's all I ask Cougar fans. Uh, with, when we have our sponsors, I try to be strategic about our sponsors. I always tell our sponsors, I need you to earn the business of my listeners, give them deals, create value ads, and uh, and make sure they're being taken care of. And my man, Curtis Grief, who's right next to me, wants to earn your business. Curtis, how's the pregame going thus far? You know, it's been awesome. I just uh, was talking to an Alabama fan. A nice lady. An Alabama fan. We got Alabama fans here? She is. I Well, that's what happens when you're dealing with an Arkansas game. Okay. They wear the wrong – the Arkansas fans wore the wrong shirt. She put on the <laughs> she put on the Alabama jersey, and I says, hey, Alabama's not playing here today. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? I says, you put your Alabama jersey on. She goes, oh, we're wrong from color. Alabama, but I live in Arkansas. Uh, okay, gotcha. And anyway, she was – I was we we're, we're buying all the Arkansas fans tacos. And she says, hey, I heard about this place yeah. called Bridalville Falls. Oh, yeah. She says, uh, I want to go home and see that. Where do I see that from? I go, we well, just go Provo Canyon. She goes, how do you spell Bridalville? I go, oh, that's right. You're from Arkansas. Easy. Oh, my goodness. And you know what she did say? Wow. She says, I'll tell you a word I can spell. A-S-S. Yeah, I would have called you kick, more than that. And I'm going to kick yours. Yeah, and, I said, I would, hey. and I think she could have. Man, these BYU fans are jerks. Or Curtis has given us a bad name. No, no, no. We're trying to spread the love. We've had enough it, bad press the last few weeks. It was all in good oh, no. You, you fed did, her tacos. She did not stop taking the tacos. Okay, okay, me. perfect. All right, good, good, good. Excellent. Awesome to be here, though. Yeah. Awesome to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you being here, Curtis Grieve. Uh, I was asked uh, from a fan. Okay, sir, what's your, what's your name? Henderson, Nevada. My fans from Henderson, Nevada here. Ron, Ron and Dave. Okay. They came up to me and said, Ben... Why don't we throw it to the tight ends anymore? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's a great question. Now, with 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 targets, okay. If we're looking at you know year over year, and if we're looking at like you're going to take a Chad Lewis, a Tula Mealy era. My era was uh, Johnny Harleen, Dan Coates, both NFL tight ends. Uh, after that was Dennis Pitta and Andrew George. Okay. Now we have maybe not targeted the tight ends as much as those eras but we're pretty close the matt bushman era even i would call it the matt bushman kind of dallin holker matt bushman isaac rex era we have been targeting the tight ends about roughly the same roughly the same right now there's two things here when you're targeting tight ends okay there's a play call with a progression, okay? If it's a plat passing call, right? There's a progression, whether you work from right to left, from inside to outside, whatever that is, and that is determined by your play caller, okay? So there's a variable somewhat there, but it's somewhat dictated as well. And then you got a quarterback. A quarterback develops chemistry with wide receivers and tight ends throughout the entire offseason, the year prior, in season, how much has he practiced that week. All of those things determine where he feels comfortable and throwing the football. So if we're going to attack 
you know, one thing I think it's difficult to just attack one thing if we're if we're trying to find cause causality, right? If we're trying to try the cause, the root cause of the issue. Does Jared Hall feel comfortable in throwing to the tight end over the middle? Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Last week he threw it to Cody Epps over the middle multiple times, and we got back into the game in the second half because he was slinging it to Cody Epps. I don't care who's catching footballs. I just care that they're catching them and running for touchdowns. But I I, I do appreciate the idea. It's like, okay, well, Isaac Rex, can he get more looks? To me, Isaac Rex is a very talented, big, strong, fast receiving slash. He's kind of like a – I'd say he's a well-rounded tight end. I think as, as we project him to the next level, he's an inline tight end that can make plays in the red zone for you. From the 20 to the 20, is he a Travis Kelsey? I don't think so. I don't think he's that guy. I don't think he's a uh, a George Kittle. I don't think he's just like a flex tight end. I think if you want him in the game, he's going to block for you from the 20 to the 20. And then in the red zone, you want to throw the ball up to a six foot six, 250-pound tight end that can maybe push off a little bit, high point of football, awesome. Uh, Dallin Holker was our flex tight end. Dallin Holker was supposed to be our Neil Pau of last two years. Neil Powell was highly targeted. Neil Powell six four two twenty. Okay? That's what Dallin Holker was, you know, six four two thirty, you know, and he very fast, more of a flex tight end. But for whatever reason, you look at Jaron Hall throwing the ball a ton to Neil Powell, who was a flex tight end wide receiver. He threw it a ton to Neil, right? We can all agree with that. Why didn't he throw the ball to Dallin Holker this year? What happened? I don't know. I don't like. Did he feel? Did he feel comfortable in throwing it to, to Dallin as much as he did Neil? Was Neil better at getting into windows, getting open? He's pretty shifty. He he made it into an NFL camp into the preseason. He's a good football player. Um, you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Like, it's really hard to just say, okay, it's Aaron Roderick's fault. You're not calling enough plays to the tight end. But Jaron Hall hit Neil Powell a ton. Zach Wilson hit. Neil Powell a ton the year prior in 2020, and to me that's kind of that's the that's the position that Dallin Holker was playing. So there's a lot that goes into it, and you have to take like each individual game for you know it's uh, it's data points and also each individual play as a data point as well. It's like okay, what was the play call? What was the progression? Who was actually open? Did Jaron Hall see it? Maybe Jaron, yeah, maybe he doesn't like to take. You know, calculated risks and throwing it over the middle if he can't see it. So that it makes him have to drop back a little bit deeper. If you if you notice the touchdown pass to Cody Epps, it was a shotgun, tra- like somewhat of a traditional drop back. He took about a three step drop from the five six yards where his initial alignment was, so he could see the entirety of the field. Stepped up and threw a freaking dart to Cody Epps. Cody makes two three guys miss and gallops into the end zone so if you're gonna throw over the middle okay maximus decimus meridius hollis winningest quarterback in BYU football history one of my quarterbacks you watch go back watch his film that dude took some i mean he's like six one right byu has had a bunch of six foot six foot one quarterbacks sometimes they're six two but a lot and what they need to do to be able to see is draw back a little bit farther because you got a bunch of six foot six dudes right in front of you. So if you want to go over the middle a bit more, you may have to drop back that uh, that pocket a little bit more. So, anyways, that, I just wanted to pontificate a little bit on that since you asked the question, my guys from Henderson, Nevada. Does that make sense? Hopefully, that answers a few more questions. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was yeah, going to say the same yeah, thing. Yeah, everyone say. wants to gossip. Say, ben, thank you for that analogy. What needs to happen is that tight end needs to catch three more balls a game, and then we get three more first downs, and we don't have 19 See, no, minutes of no. possession on hey, the field with Notre Dame. You so come to Cougar Sports with Ben Curl to find truth and not confirmation Plus, if bias. if you want to play in the league, if you want to play in the NFL, the successful QBs in the NFL are finding tight ends right now. The best teams in the NFL use tight ends. So it's Jared's fault. Jared's not a good quarterback because he doesn't throw the tight ends. Look, you're saying stuff. I'm not. Oh yeah, I'm that's what you just that. said. I'm just. That's saying. what you said, Curtis. You gave a big our NFL quarterback Jared Hall tight ends. All I'm saying is three more touches a game by tight ends, 
and we have three first downs, and we have another 10 or 12 minutes of possession. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm not as smart as you. I don't even know you're, what the word pontification means, hey, and I don't think you do either. You're, you're pontificating right now, my friend. Because all you're doing is looking at some computer screen and reading <laughs> words. All I'm telling you is hit the tight end. Isaac Rex, Rex is a beast. Hit the guy. Give him an opportunity to make a play. Oh, so how much? That can't be that hard. It's not hard to just throw the ball to the tight end every every play. We should do that. We should just throw it to tight end. I'll Isaac guarantee Rex. you. Isaac, I'll guarantee let's just do you. What my, Notre my Dame did. Strategy to throw to tight ends will win us football games. You know, if we just threw it up like uh, Drew Pine did to Michael Mayer oh, last weird. week. Oh, weird. There's a winning. There's a winning scheme. <laughs> just throw. Well, the question is: Who is, won that game? Is Michael Mayer a better tight end than Isaac Rex? I don't know. How do we know? I guess, I guess we, we hit Isaac Rex enough. I guess we just got to throw it to Isaac Rex. Throw the ball. But if you want to f- win a winning scheme, weird how that worked for Notre Dame last week. No. And we still couldn't defend it. No. Everybody in the country knew where they were throwing. BYU is 4 and 2. They are 4 and 2. Uh, they, you could say the Oregon game was out of hand real quick. I don't know if you can say if we would have thrown it to the tight ends, we win against Oregon, right? Take the excuse off the table. No, no. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> let's use deductive reasoning here. Try it out because we're fans. We're like, we're like Tecmo Bowl over here. Like, let's just do the up B play, please, which is to throw the ball to tight end. Well, some of the other stuff didn't work. So let's take right. that I, part of it out. We may have to bring in the Screaming Eagles, uh, you know, iPad where where the, the fans get to choose the play on any given play. Is somebody looking up the word pontification? All right. I want to know what that word means. All right. Curtis Oh, Grieve. I forgot. He's a BYU grad, so he knows the big words. Hey, you're, 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 an, you're an extension of BYU right now. <laughs> I went to Weber State, bro. I know, but you're, you're, you're a part of the community now, and you're repping the Y today with your royal blue. Uh, we're live from uh, our tailgate. Look at the line. Hey, we're looking good. Looking good. I appreciate everyone showing up, getting ready for this BYU-Arkansas game. How are we feeling right now? we feel confident? Are we feeling confident? All right. We're... I don't know. you got to look at these Arkansas fans. Yeah. I'm not quite sure they're hey, kind of looking confident right now. Shout out to the Arkansas fans that have showed up. Hopefully you guys have uh, had a good time thus far, and you're feeling – I feel like both of these fan bases are a little bit squeamish. <laughs> like, I really do. Like, both of them don't believe in their team right now. Like, BYU 4-2, they, they lost to a Notre Dame team that they should have beaten at Allegiant Stadium. By the way, that was definitely a home game for, for the Fighting Irish. Like, on third downs, I was telling you, I, I think I told you yesterday, he had like light shows going on on third down. <laughs> Jaron's trying to communicate to his offensive line, and all here in the background is like, and then the light shows, and then like seriously, the guys had like laser pointers flashing into the eyes of Jaron and everyone else on offense. Like, holy cow, this really is a Shamrock Series home game. It was ridiculous. No wonder they come away with victories. They're undefeated Again, by. Uh- they're undefeated. The Notre Dame is undefeated in those Shamrock Series games for a reason. Ronald, you're you're chiming in my ear. What are you saying, buddy? No, the same thing. I was there with you. Green lights on third down. Notre Dame fighting Irish. I was there. I was like, this is a home game. This is yeah, it's a home game, series. right? This yeah, is not they, a home they, game. they know they know how to do it, man. They know how to do it. Anyway, BYU's four two. The Oregon game is what it was, right? It, it was it was it was just trash. It was just not a good showing. But you're in Eugene, tough opponent. Really talented team. Notre Dame, you should not have lost to Notre Dame. Arkansas, 3-3. Three and three. They've lost three straight right now. And K.J. Jefferson was out in all those games. And so they, there's a there's like this inkling of hope that K.J.'s going to bring their offense into Provo and they're going to be able to establish the run and K.J.'s going to go off, right? He's finally healthy. He's thrown for over 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns, one INT. Like, this guy's a freak. He's a fantastic football player. BYU doesn't stop the run all that well, and Arkansas's back end is not good. They give up a ton of passing yards, over like 300 passing yards a game. It's and and so you're looking at the matchup here, and Vegas has you at a 66 and a half over under, so <laughs> 16, 66 and a half points. Like this could be a shootout because BYU won't be able to stop the run, and Arkansas is just going to blitz on every dang down. And Jaron Hall maybe hitting the tight end, or maybe he's hitting the slot receiver, hitting Puka Nakua. It could be a shootout tonight. As you're today. talking about Arkansas's defense, these, these Arkansas fans have lost their interest in listening to us. They, they're, they're, like, getting, they're getting a little foul face going on. Oh, because they know how trash their back end is. They're, they they have one good corner. <laughs> who is is really really good? Everyone else just you know they're being put out on an island. Not to say that they're not good. It's just if you 
take a high-risk, high-reward defense, which Sam Pittman and his staff have employed. They blitz like crazy. And this is a word to the BYU fans. They've sacked quarterbacks 21 times. This is one of the best defenses at sacking quarterbacks. Guess what? They're also giving up almost 33 points per game. So that's the pro and the con. It doesn't always correlate to wins is what I'm saying. you got to be balanced in your approach. So they're giving up 300 yards of passing a game, 33 points. They're sacking quarterbacks like crazy, but you're leaving your back end of your secondary out on an island, and most of these teams that Arkansas has faced, by the way, as a note, Arkansas has faced the number one strength of schedule in college football this year. Okay? Number one. Okay? That means something. They've, I mean, they've seen better teams than what BYU is going to field today. Significantly better teams than what BYU is fielding today. So they've they've gone through the refiner's fire already. You just hope that you catch them in kind of this downtrodden state after losing three straight, and that they're not able to, you know, be reinvigorated and re-energized and have a belief system once again in themselves, but. I am concerned, KJ Jefferson's uh, about KJ Jefferson's return. Their starting quarterback. Your thoughts, Curtis Grieb? Well, we've talked about this earlier. He's a big, strong athlete. Yep. And he, he's two forty-five. Yep. You get him going downhill, it's it's hard to stop him. We've had a hard time stopping much smaller guys than him, without him getting a head start. And I yep. think I think we got to get. I mean, it's got to get serious early. We got to stop a couple drives because if it's going to get to a shootout, we do not want to end up where we have to kick a field goal or we have to use any of our special teams to save our game. We need to get a, we need to get out and get started early, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be so, an awesome game. So one of the biggest qualms I had about last week, okay, I'll tell Cougar Nation, I, I've I've re, restated this a couple times now. Puka Nakua didn't have his best game, but he didn't really get an opportunity to get into a groove. Puka Nakua is our best offensive player. He's our best offensive weapon. Okay, very rarely do we have an individual as dynamic, as athletic, as big, as strong, and as fast as Puka Nakua on the football field. Now. He's been injured this season. Had the high ankle sprain on a jet sweep to the boundary, like his third jet sweep versus USF, and we haven't been able to see what Puka can do. But you saw the first play from scrimmage in 2022 versus USF, and you saw him gallop up the sideline, make a guy miss with a little shifty, kind of a little jab step and get up the sideline. Puka Nakua is an individual that you got to feed early and often. Now, if he gets injured, he gets injured, but you got to get him the ball in this game versus Arkansas if you want to win. you got to start fast, and and then I would say that's my offensive key to the game. Defensive key to the game, I would like to see calculated risks taken. And what do I mean by that? Like, if we end up ha- seeing 10 third downs, okay, in this game. Last week it was like 15 or 16. We must, at least 50% of the time, and that's up to Elisa, that's up to Ed, Ed Lamb and Kalani to make this decision. You must convert into a single high safety. You, you can't just stay as, as a two high safety and only six men in the box. If you do that, you're going to lose more than 50% of the time. And if you're losing more than 50% of the time, we're going to have our offense on the sideline for too long. Okay, so I'm fine with giving up a third and four, third and five every every now and again. What, but you must eventually take a calculated risk. And if you don't, convert into a man-free system and add an additional guy to the box and trust your back-end secondary, which we've been highly touted. D'Angelo Mandel, senior. Caleb Hayes, senior. These are corners that have seen a ton of playing time. Jacob Robinson, fantastic corner. Right, Gabe Judy Lally came from the SEC from Vanderbilt. Trust him. Talon Alfrey and Micah Harper are coming into their own. Micah is getting better and better. So trust these guys that they can make plays and add an additional defender to the box. Calculated, okay? I'm not saying every single third down do it, okay? That's not what I'm saying because you don't want to be one-dimensional and you don't want the offensive coordinator to kind of catch on, like, hey, they're coming at it hard, and then they're going to take a shot up the seam, and and then we're giving up a touchdown. But you must take a calculated risk. So those are my my offensive and my defensive key to the game. 50% of the time on these third downs, you must roll into a single high safety and add an additional defender to the box and trust that secondary that has a, 
a ton of experience. Trust Caleb Hayes. I trust him. Do you trust him? Trust D'Angelo Mandel. I trust him. Maybe not in zone coverage, but in man-to-man coverage, I trust him. Uh, I trust Gabe Judy Lally. I trust Jake Robinson. I trust Micah Harper. I trust uh, Talon Alfrey if he's that single high safety. I really do. If you do not trust your players, I think that's that's an indictment of, of yourself as a coach. Like, you're not preparing those guys to go out there and compete. And I think if you don't trust them, that's on you as a coach. Your thoughts, Curtis? I totally agree. I've also had the chance to look up the word pontification. Okay, you looked it up. What you're does it mean? Great, you're doing a great right, job you. by pontificating. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think you got to get to K.J. Jefferson early. I think as he comes off an injury, you need yeah. to, that first quarter, you got to set a tone early on yep. by taking advantage and getting to his, and Look, get him on the ground. You know, I'll say this. We brought like six guys a couple times versus Notre Dame to try to get after Drew Pine. And, and Notre Dame has a top 10 offensive line. Arkansas, probably not as good on the offensive line, but they're still good. Like, we couldn't even get home with six dudes. Like, we brought six and we couldn't get home. And, now, and then, so what did Elisa do? He's like, all right, well, I guess we're going to drop eight. We drop eight, we cover grass rather than individuals, and Michael Mayer somehow, after 13 seconds, gets open. So, like, I'm all for blitzing, but we got to have guys that can freaking win a one-on-one. If you can't win a one-on-one, well, what are we doing? You're playing college football here, and you can't win one-on-ones, Curtis. That's an issue. Yeah, that's and and there's off times. Off times, you have to just admit. admit yeah, yeah, yeah. Admit. Yeah, that, yeah. That guy's better than me, but we're not. We're we're good players. Yeah. We just got to get serious, get get our head in the game, and we got to get to him early, put him on the ground, and make them think about what's going on in this football game. KJ Jefferson, he's he's uh, thrown the ball 121 times. He's completed 80 percent, uh, 80 of his uh, of those attempts. Uh, he's completing 66.1 percent of his passes. He's thrown for over 1,000 yards, 9.1 yards per attempt. That's really good. Nine touchdowns, one INT. And uh, it's not like he's not a good runner either. He's a he's a he's an athletic quarterback. So uh, Curtis's key to the game is get after KJ early, get him on the ground. Um, I I would say for me it's uh, be <laughs> be ha- maintain gap integrity, fill appropriately, do your 111. And, and then in passing situations, that's to stop the run. Passing situations, if you're in zone, please, for the love of all that is holy, stop covering grass. Like, if a route is declared, okay, if I'm a linebacker and a route is declared and this tight end comes and sits right next to me or this little gap area right here, I'm not going to just be this zone coverage hook to curl guy just like, all right, my eyes are on the quarterback, and I'm doing my job because I'm covering grass. No! I match the freaking route. I put my hip on his hip, and, you know, depending on the, the refs, the, 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 the officiating crew, sometimes you can get hands-on. You can get hands-on and, and kind of just kind of hold him for a second, you know, just do this little thing, Curtis, you know what I mean, just tug, pull, and you control Right there him. you were more physical than our Yeah, our right, we haven't been physical like that. I don't see anyone getting hands-on anybody. Like, get hands-on. Those refs last week at, at Allegiant Stadium were letting you get away with everything. Understand that you can you can tug, you can hold. Like, that ball in college football, a lot of people get this confused, Okay. In college football, you can collision. The ball's not in the air. You can deviate routes. You can tug. You can hold a little bit. Okay, I'm not saying just, like, drape yourself all over these guys, but you can tug. You can hold a little bit. Let's welcome in former BYU great uh, quarterback. He still throws a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. Also fa- former Major wow. League Baseball player Ryan Hancock to the show. Ryan, am I wrong? What are you feeling? How are we feeling about this game? No, I, uh, I, I feel you on the covering space thing. Uh, when we're dropping that many guys, you know, put yourself to work. Uh, use your, use your, you know, your find your, work. <laughs> yeah, live you know, up to the hype. You know, view the field. Have a little bit of vision. Um, sometimes, you know, if you know no one's behind you, step up, fill a hole. Um, you know, make yourself useful. You know, you're not just there to fill to to fill a spot. You gotta at least you know put some pressure on the the, the guys that are out there. This out there. This is like a, a a poll for the fans. What gets you more irked? Giving up a third and five on the ground. Okay, that, 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 I hate that. Right, that's a third and medium. Like you should be able to stop the run. Right, it, you're. I think right now giving up, you know, roughly almost five yards a carry, four point two yards. I think in the rush game. 
or are you more ticked off when you give up a third and 13 through the air? I'll tell you what. I am livid when I give up a third and 13 through the air. Yeah, because more often Live than not, it. more often than not, you're you're playing soft in that situation. Oh, my, oh I mean, well, well, so, not only third, even, 13, even if even I'm pl- even if I'm dropping eight, there are only how many eligibles are out there? Yeah, I have Pro- eight defenders exactly. to five offensive weapons. How many double teams do I have? Especially in those situations, you've got to have a view of where that first down marker is. It's just like the the guys on offense always have to know where that first down marker is. So do the guys on defense. You where know, are the sticks? Know that if they're running a streak, they're just trying to get you off that line, and they're going to stop on that line. So, you know, they're not going to – nine times out of ten, they're not going to try and get behind you. You know, you you, you probably have help anyway, so yeah. you got to cut it off. you, you got to ass- assume the, the cutoff route. That, that third and 13 is the exact play that my remote control became pieces of a remote control <laughs> because – that is unacceptable. Unacceptable. That is unacceptable defense, especially when you're in a game where you need that to be stopped. And so it, if my opinion is the third and 13 makes people way madder than a third and five. We already expect BYU Absolutely. to give up the five yards on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. We already got that. Get I, I get ticked off about that, too. It's like third, third and threes, I, I, I get it. Like third and fours, okay. Third and fives, I get ticked off. But a third and 13 through the air? I'm about. I, I just want to fight somebody. I already, like, I want to punch I already predicted myself in Rico, the face. Rico was coming in the game. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was already warming up. He was going in the game, and we give that. The guy had nine seconds to throw the ball. I could have completed a pass for 13 yards. Yeah, and I can't throw the ball 13 yards. No, you got a great arm. I've seen it. I've not seen like, it. Not like this guy. Look at this guy's arm. When you throw it, the table tilted when he put his arm on it. Curtis Greve, GM of LHM Chevrolet Chrysler Jeep Dodge and Ram, our local Cougar Sports Insider. Uh, we got we got Ryan Hancock, former BYU great BYU football player, Major League Baseball player, breaking it all down. We're gonna go to break. Uh, we're live from the Chevron, right across the street from Lavelle Edwards Stadium at our ultimate tailgate. I just spotted Derek. Stevenson, I just spot him. I got, I got, I'm a defensive back, baby. I got eyes on a swivel. I see you, Derek. I see you, Derek. Uh, we're gonna welcome in Ryan and talk a little bit more. It's a beautiful day. The Y up on the Wasatch Front is gorgeous. The 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 fall is here, man. It's uh, it's it's for the boys, baby. Oh my baby. gosh, this this weather is just unfair, almost. I mean, uh, watching the weather, they're like, oh, we got about two more weeks of. 70 degrees i'm like man what what do we do to deserve this it's <laughs> this in the afternoons perfect. again guys yeah. this is what it's about an sec opponent this is the first time byu has ever faced arkansas it may be the last time who knows you got to take advantage of it seize the day carpe dm come on out and hang out with us at our ultimate tailgate brought to you by lhm chevrolet chrysler jeep dodge and ram we got tacos we're feeding you with carbohydrates at fat daddy's pizzeria if you need some energy i'm giving away these for free bucked up energy drinks and uh, energy supplements so come and get that as well cougar nation royal army brand is here get swagged out byu swag created by fans for fans the whiteout is in effect full effect we'd love to see you stop by say hello we're getting you prepped for the byu arkansas game don't go anywhere more to get to more insight more knowledge more cougar sports insider information coming up next this is cougar sports on espn 960 cougar nation chevrolet provo and royal army brand on utah county sports station espn 960 Welcome back, Cougar yeah. Sports ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle broadcasting live from our Ultimate Tailgate event brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chevrolet Chrysler, Jeep Dodge and Ram. We're at the Chevron right across the street from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The best backdrop in college football, a 1.30 p.m. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Arkansas, 3-3. Three and three, BYU, 4-2. and two. Both of these teams were ranked in the top 25 and, and highly ranked uh, at one point in the season. Arkansas started a lot the season 3-0. and uh, BYU uh, most recently was in the polls. Uh, unfortunately, they lost to the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, and they've dropped out of the polls just right outside at 4-2. But this should be a very competitive matchup. Vegas has it as a minus one in, in BYU's favor. ESPN FPI puts it at 63.6% chance of BYU coming out victorious. The over-under is set at 66.5, so Vegas predicting a high-scoring, high-flying game. Arkansas runs the ball well. Um and uh, they have their returning quarterback, their, their starting quarterback coming back off an injury, uh, K.J. Jefferson. Uh, BYU can't stop the run. Arkansas can't stop the pass, and BYU's been passing the ball fairly well this season, especially in the second half. We're breaking it all down for you. Ryan Hancock, former BYU great by my side, former Major League Baseball player. He still throws a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. He taught Jimmy Rex how to throw uh, recently as uh, Jimmy, my guy, uh, threw out the first pitch at an Angels game. Uh, so pretty cool to see that. You coaching and mentoring a little the, bit. the next generation of pitchers. Love Trying that. to. Yes, indeed. Uh, but uh, stop by, say hello. Royal Army brand is here, so if you want to get some uh, BYU swag created by fans for fans. You always got to stay loyal to the Royal, except for today, because you got to stay loyal to the white. Yeah, it's a yeah. white out today. Bust out your your white stuff that's been at the bottom of the pile. Right. Yeah. I got my color pop. I got my Jimmer color not, pop. Not a bad call for this heat, though, man. Sitting oh, in the yeah. sun. Even blue is a little rough, so so the uh, the white's going to be perfect for this this weather. Yeah, we really need the 12th man to show up. We talk about home field advantage, and I've hit yeah. on this time and time again, like BYU fans, you earn the right as you buy tickets, as you show up to games, as you donate to criticize players, coaches, administrators, whatever it is, right? You earn that right. But you also earn or are required, I think, when you show up to Lavelle Edwards Stadium or at the Marriott Center to rise and shout and be the 12th man and impact the game because you can definitely impact. As a former quarterback, Ryan, yeah. How impactful can the 12th man be in an away setting like K.J. Jefferson's answering in this afternoon? Um, I, I'll i never forget playing at Penn State in, what was it, 91, I think. They had just gotten their addition onto their stadium, a second deck above one of the end zones. And that was what Ty was playing, so I... I have was pressure free on the sidelines, <laughs> You're but just living the dream. <laughs> but I remember poor Jamal feeling a, a, a kickoff at the beginning. I think it's the beginning of the game, and kind of fumbling it, and and it was down in this corner of the end zone where that extra extra um, set of s- seats was, probably an extra twenty thousand people, and I swear the sound waves were moving the ball. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> it was so loud. There's basically no. No communication except for visually. You know, that, that's all you could do. So, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty rough. Um, I mean, you, you really feel the intensity. Um, I mean, how awesome was that last week in, at Notre Dame when our fans um, started their, their chant over, over Notre Dame? Um, I think we really did a great job on the road last week. Um, so, obviously, we have no excuse not to be awesome here at home. No excuse whatsoever. And... I, I, I just want the Cougar, Cougar faithful to take ownership. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Oh, they, they do. Yeah. You know, I, I, th- I think we're both preaching to the choir right now. I mean, uh, our sta- our fans are going to be there. It, yeah, yeah. They've been absolutely amazing. It's a amazing. sellout. It's a it's, sellout. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be awesome. Let's just let's just say it for what it is. It's going to be awesome. Just let's make it more awesome. Let's That's make all. it even better. <laughs> yeah. Let's make it even better. Exactly. We're live from our ultimate tailgate. Uh, come check out the vehicles that we have on the lot. We got a Ram 1500, I believe. We got tacos that we're feeding you with. Vantage Marketing is here. Fat Daddy's Pizzeria. Salt City Swagger is here. Royal Army Brand is here. We got a face painter, too, if you want to get your face painted as well pregame. We got face painters as well here. Shout out to all the fans that are showing up to our ultimate tailgate. Getting some uh, some food. Absolutely. Get some, some bucked some up. Some swag. Get some, some knowledge. Bucked. Oh, we got bucked up, too. Get you guys need up. energy right here. We got energy. <laughs> drinks for free yeah and uh, we even have the pre-workout the cougar blue Ooh. pre-workout from bucked up bucked if you use uh, my critical 
coupon code CRIDDLE20, you can get 20% off anything off the store at buckedup.com. So pretty good deal there. Outstanding. Yep. And, oh, by the way, we just saw Derek Stevenson show, former BYU linebacker. I think we might even see him back here in a little bit. Would love to see him. Love me some Derek Stevenson. Okay, so where are we at as far as injuries are concerned? Jaron Hall had some sort of a, a shoulder injury, yeah. injury uh, versus Utah State. Can we all agree to never play Utah State ever again? The curse <laughs> of the quarterback is alive and well. Like, we Jeez. were so concerned going into that game. We enumerated Every quarterback during independence, there was only two years in which a quarterback did not get injured. Taysom getting injured, Baylor Romney getting yeah. injured, Bo Hodge gets injured. Like you go down the list, Jaron Hall now is part of that getting injured. Now he's Taysom Taysom Hill multiple times got injured in that Utah State game. We're never playing Utah yeah. State again, right? Well, let's look at it from a different angle. Did you see the hit on Jaron when when he did get hurt? That could have been so much worse. Um, he could have torn something, ripped something. So. I'm just glad that we got to see him the next week um, after seeing that hit, to, to tell you the truth. Um, and he looked good in the second half. Yeah, he did. Notre Dame. And honestly, here's the thing. I have a lot of thoughts about this injury thing um, from last week. Um, on Twitter, there are lots of people saying, oh, you know, let's get him out of there. We, he shouldn't be in. Jaron was still delivering the ball with velocity. velocity. And it was not about how his arm felt in the game it was about the practice that he missed the week before the rust that he needed to shake off with the receivers the communication was down it was not a you know a a velocity thing on his arm i'm telling you and that's why he said i feel feel fine i i really do believe he was good enough to go um and people need to realize if you throw in a backup in that situation he got a lot less reps than Jaron probably did anyway. So it's got to trust the the coaches. They're not going to throw Jaron in there if he's not ready to go. They they they'll protect him during the week, but they're they're not going to. They're they're seeing him every day. They know when he's not ready. So you know, um, and of course they're going to do their job after post game. They're going to protect him and say you know he wasn't feeling good, mm-hmm. and you know that that's not a surprise, but. But he, he was he was ready to go, and he's going to be ready to go this week. Um, you know, especially with, with the comments we saw from the coaches this week. They, they said multiple times, you know, Jaron's ready to go. So um, I think we can see, uh, we'll look forward to seeing Jaron performing at, at the top of his game. So some breaking news, some injury reports here. Kalani states on the, new, on the BYU Sports Network that Lopini Katoa, uh, Miles Davis and wide receiver Gunnar Romney will be unavailable today versus Arkansas. So Lupini Katoa is sustaining some sort of an injury versus uh, the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Miles Davis got dinged up on a uh, on a run late in that Wy- or Utah State, Utah State game. game yeah. And then uh, Gunnar Romney dinged up last week versus Notre Dame. Had to go to, to hospital, and uh, and I, I think he, sh- he didn't necessarily stay the night, but he was there yeah. in the hospital late on uh, on Saturday night, Sunday morning. Yeah. Wide receiver Chase Roberts will be available after missing two games. Blake Mangelson remains out. Tight end Lane Lunt and defensive lineman Josh Larson are out for the season. There's some injury reports there uh, from Greg Rubel. Uh, yeah, I was hoping we were going to see Gunner because when hearing that the early in the week that he was out of the hospital and everything was fine, I thought that he'd be ready. But um, you know, you 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 try not to have a lot of expectations every Saturday. <laughs> they they seem to surprise something on us. Uh, throw something out there surprising. Um, some of the names on the list there uh, are a little bit of a surprise. But the great thing is, is we've had a really good rotation, a lot of, a lot of good depth, even for the running back position. Um, you know, Chris is healthy, um, and you know, but with with uh, both Davis and Katoa out. I think we're going to need to see a new person in the rotation today. Mason Faka, who is going to get reps, uh, yeah. number 22, six foot two, 230. He's a bruiser. He's a big back. He's a converted quarterback. Uh, came out of the St. George area. Hurricane, I think, is uh, – I can't remember which high school now off the top of my head, but Mason Faka, who uh, – because remember uh, – if Lopini's out, Miles Davis is out. Yeah. We haven't seen Jackson McChesney since week three. Um, I think he's out for the season. Yeah. Uh, Hinkley Ropati 
uh, had a fumble last week. I think it's time for the the Mason Fakahua and Christopher Brooks, two big bruising downhill backs, to get after it today. Either that, or we're going to see the ball in the air a lot, which or which would match up with their with their defense. Um, you know, maybe this is going to be one of those weeks when we're going to have to go throw first, run second, um, and um, you know set it, set it up that way. Um, I, I think the coaches will be feeling that out early in the game, and uh, and we'll see what, what their game plan ends up being. No doubt about it. So there's some news and notes as it pertains to the injuries. Jaron Hall obviously going to be playing in this game. Uh, and uh, will he be limited in his ability? Do you think he'll look the same as he did in the first, uh, you know, first five weeks? Or do you think hmm. we're going to see first-half Jaron in the first half of Arkansas? Well, um, it sounds like he practiced more this week, so Good. I think he'll be sharp. Um, hearing that um, about, you know, and knowing that, that Arkansas is very aggressive with their, their quarterback pressure, I really would love to see Jaron um, take a few opportunities to, to um, run the ball upfield. If, you know, every once in a while when guys are coming like that, it opens up a run from the quarterback side. So I'd like to see... Um, you know, maybe Jaron do that a couple times to uh, maybe get, keep them on their heels. You know, that would be, I think, an ideal way to battle against, um, you know, heavy quarterback pressure. Um, but, man, Lopini was such, is such a great uh, pass pro guy, too. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a little rough to not have him in there. Yeah, that not not a good thing. Mason Fakahua, just to kind of give you a breakdown of, of him. and Now, now we're going to see a heavy dose of, of Christopher Brooks from BYU. I mean, he's... He's running the ball effectively right yes, now. The last yes. two, three games, it have been he's been really impressive, and he deserves to be the guy. Uh, this is why he came to BYU to be RB1 to get 15 to 20 totes in a game versus an SEC opponent, right? That, that, we yes. need Christopher Brooks to show up, show out. But Mason Faku is 6'2", 230. Wow. Big dude. That's nice. Sophomore. Cedar City, Utah. Cedar City High School. Uh, played in nine games in 2021, mostly on special teams. Uh, but uh, I, I can see him getting some looks. He was a, a 2016 All-State second team honoree. He tallied 3,903 passing yards on 368 attempts, but he tallied 2,077 yards rushing on 216 carries for five touchdowns in his career That's at <laughs> Cedar Cedar City High School. Sounds like a 10-yard average. Oh, Bro. That's, that's pretty nice. Bro. That's solid Bro. right there. <laughs> I was really adamant, like, when we were having injuries in the running back room a few years ago, I said, hey, let's let's convert Mason Fakahu over to running back. And it, it happened, sure man. Enough. I yeah. felt like Ben Stradamus was actually accurate. Not, <laughs> not very Stradamus. often does it happen, there but you I go. was right. I'm as good once as I ever was. Uh, let's welcome into the show Double D, Darnell Dixon of the Daily Herald. Sound the trumpets. The Daily Heraldian has arrived. Double D, how you feeling about this BYU-Arkansas game after you did your in-depth scouting report late last night? Well, it hasn't changed a whole lot from yesterday. Okay. Uh, I feel like BYU is going to be reeling under the gun with the run game for Arkansas. We mentioned only three other teams in the entire NCAA run the ball more than Arkansas. And those are the service academies, Army, Navy, and Air Force. So you know these guys are going to put the ball on the ground and they're going to try to run right at BYU. The Cougars have not shown the ability to stop the run. And I think it's going to be a long afternoon for the BYU defense. I do, however, think that the Cougar offense is going to put the ball in the air. It's nice. They've got Chris Brooks that can run in a bit. But I really feel like this has got to be a game where Jaron Hall finds his weapons and gets the ball to his weapons that are out there. You know, we don't talk about it much, but Keanu Hill only had one catch last week against Notre Dame. He's been a great receiver for BYU when they give him a chance to catch the ball. So I feel like there is an opportunity for Jaron Hall to find some of his good receivers, to find his tight end in, in Isaac Rex, and move the ball through the air that way. So that, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, and and I, I sure hope, and I hate to say this, but I sure hope it doesn't come down to a field goal for BYU because they've got some issues on that. We were talking about that yesterday. Bit. It's like, yeah. okay, so, you know, you're minus one. You're favored by one point. I mean, whatever that means. Uh, 66 and a half over under. And we were discussing, like, wait, if this turns into like a, uh, it's like 28-28 or, you know, it's uh, it's a situation late in the fourth quarter where you're having to kick a field goal to win it. Do you go with Jake Oldroyd or you go with Justin Smith? Or do you not even yeah. kick the field goal? Or do you goal? not just even kick the field it. goal and just go for it? Yeah. And, and you'd Man. like you'd it like to say um, if it's 30 yards or in, we'll be fine. 
<laughs> no. No, darn it. Yeah, exactly. And look, look, let me let me kind of humanize this this issue, okay? I ran into um, a player's mother before the 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 BYU Notre Dame game, and she stopped me. And like I feel like I'm I'm fair. Very much so. Like I, I don't think I I, I I don't like to go and attack individual players and things of that nature. Like look, like I've been there, like these are these are I mean, some people think they're professional athletes. They're, they're, they're amateur athletes with a little bit of NIL money, but it's not a ton, at least not here at BYU just yet. So she told me, she was like, just remember, he's human. He's human. I'm like, I, I totally, I'm a big fan. Like, I, I understand. Like, he's human. He's human. So, look, I, I don't want to harp on kids, you know, no. when they're missing field goals and stuff like that. Ultimately, it's the coach's job to, to prepare them, get them ready, and hopefully they get, go out and execute. But right now you are concerned as a BYU fan because you can't hit PATs consistently and you can't kick field goals consistently. And that leads your offensive coordinator to take certain risks that you don't necessarily want to have to take when you're going against an SEC team that can put up points and has a tremendous amount of talent. You want to stay in this game late. And so early you may be taking some risks that you shouldn't have to take if you're a p5 program that byu is you don't want to come up with empty possessions in a game like this if you're in scoring area and you get a fourth down and you're inside the 25 yard line you want to be able to count on getting three points up that's a win right and right now that confidence is not there and kalani sataki is the guy who makes the call do we go for it on fourth down do we kick the field goal and you and right now and and it's interesting you try to humanize it with jake oldroyd We've seen Jake hit big field goals. It's the first one he ever kicked for BYU, won the Arizona game. Um, he, he's made long field goals. He's made consecutive field goals. Just for the, whatever reason, this year, he's not been able to do that. So the offense is in a situation where they feel like they got to score. The offensive coordinator feels like i got to get him in the end zone. And the coach feels like, I can't count on kicking a field goal unless we're you know, at the 10-yard line. So it's going to cause some issues on the offense unless they can get in the end zone. And, and you really hate to put the coaches in that position, but that's where they're at right now with the kicking game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you love to see um, him get an opportunity at times, but, you know, I mean, he's he's a grown man, and he understands that there's a job to do, and, you know, if if I'm sure he'll support someone else if, if they get their shot too. Um, you know, it's just you got to look at it in, in, in that light. It, that's that's what I would say. Look, this is the thing. When it comes to, to successes and failures on the football field, yeah, you get all the glory, you get all the joy, you get all the accolades, you get all the, the press, you get all the things when you're playing well, right? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Sure. It's great to win. It's great to execute. It's great to throw for touchdown passes, catch touchdown passes, kick game-winning field goals, and you get all the glory when you do. Guess what happens when you don't? Yep. All the ire, <laughs> all the anger. No one's all patting the you on the back. No, no one's, one's giving there you a saying, hug. Yeah, it's like no one's like, hey, well, it, 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 guys, like it, it's the the full spectrum of being a modern day gladiator. You yep. get the the good with the bad, and it's a great you know scope of of uh, and a spectrum of emotions that you get to experience. Well, and Ryan got that as a pitcher. Yeah, and sometimes you go out there, you do your job, you get everybody out, everyone's real happy. The next day you go out and you get shelled for whatever reason, and now you got to deal with that. Yep, absolutely. I mean, you got to look at it as a growth opportunity. You got to learn to embrace adversity. Absolutely. Yep. Uh Ryan, what are some of your keys to the game? I've talked about my keys to the game thus far. I said feed Puka early and often offensively, defensively. 50% of the time when you're in third downs, I want to see you roll into a single high safety, add an additional uh, defender into the box, maybe play a little man free. That's uh, my offense and defensive keys to the game. What do you got? Um, they're going to get the ball in the hands of some pretty big dudes. Um, we need to see gang tackling. We need to see really good mo- movement um, on the defense to the ball. Um, we need to see guys going high and low. Um, 
these guys are not going to go down um, very often on the first the first uh, attempt. We we've got to hold on and wait for help. Get help. You know, we got to get guys before they get ahead of steam. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping that um, we don't give that quarterback too many opportunities to get out in the open field as well, because I think he's a big play potential guy. Uh, if 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 we're dropping hard and and he gets out in the open, um, he's another big 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 guy that's going to be tough to bring down. So um, I just want to see on defense us really go to the ball and just simple execution on offense. The plays are always going to be there with our offense. If we just execute, catch balls, put balls where they need to be, um, you know, be in the right place, you know, on, on our blocking schemes, um, you know, get in front of guys, you know, we're going to be successful on offense. I, I really feel like, like that's the case, you know, if we just focus and – and um, and execute on offense, and then on defense, just go to the ball. Um, have multiple guys, you know, making tackles because you know they they're, they're big, athletic, strong, strong, strong guys that um, you know are going to be tough to bring down. Injury updates: Lopini Katoa out, Miles Davis is out, Jackson McChesney is out. Your running back room is out, um, but Chris Brooks is in. Yes, um, and Mason Fakahua. Cedar City, uh, shout out to Mason. Hinkley Ropati. So those are your three running backs that will be receiving the, the majority of the totes today. Do you feel confident that these guys can establish a powerful, effective run game in conjunction with Jaron Hall's ability to pass the ball downfield? Well, last week I saw some good things from the run game early against Notre Dame. They were running counters a lot instead of the zone blocking scheme. It seemed to work a lot better for Chris Brooks to get upfield quicker. So I, I think that'll be a, 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 a good a good part of the offense. I still feel like this is a, a passing day. Yeah. Jerem Hall, Hall. Yeah. It's got to be the day where he finds his receivers open and puts some pressure on that secondary, which is we found out yesterday from our insider with Arkansas, they've got a lot of injuries back there. Yeah. A lot of young guys are getting exposure, and, and BYU's got to be able to take advantage to, of that. To your point, Arkansas has given up 300-plus passing yards in four of their six games this season. Yeah. Four of their six games this season, Arkansas is uh, bringing a lot of heat, a lot of fuego. They may be sacking a quarterback uh, you know, a few times a game, but uh, they're giving up a ton of yards to the air. Cincinnati threw for 325. South Carolina threw for 377 yards. Mi- Missouri State through for three i mean missouri state threw for 357 against the the razorbacks whooping whooping oh my goodness like i could throw for 300 yards against arkansas today like i could if missouri state's throwing like i can still sling it darnell i still got a little fast twitch in me dude you do i mean missouri state i don't even where missouri state i don't even know what record they are i don't know who their quarterback is mississippi state threw for 395 i mean goodness gracious we should, we should be able to throw all over these guys, <laughs> all over. Like everyone has a career day today against Arkansas through the air. Well, I, let, I'm going to be like Oprah. Like, like you the, get a touchdown, you hey, get a touchdown, you get a reception, you get a reception. I, we could go up and down the field, but we got to put the ball in the zone, just like Darnell said. You know, we got to convert points on drives. Um, you know, because they're going to be doing these nice methodical drives very possibly and you know we have to answer by the way Missouri State's quarterback former youth quarterback Jason Shelley really Jason Shelley oh he's he can only run the football he can't throw (laughs) he threw for 350 yards no he's good no shout out to Jason (laughs) Shelley he jumped over um who did he jump over one of our defensive players may have been D'Angelo as like a freshman yeah yeah Jason had yeah he had a he's immortalized like that's what going back like you have few games as a BYU football player to truly immortalize yourself within the fan base. Okay, rivalry games are definitely one of those games. A game like today, yes. I think, is another one of those games with an SEC foe coming into town. I know they're three and three, but this Arkansas team is a better team than their record states. Yeah. Just FYI. Okay. This this game could very well get ugly if we don't come out and execute and come out with a little pizzazz, a little fur, a little tenacity. If you just think they're going to roll over and, like, you know, just give up. This is SEC football. They live, eat, drink, sleep football. This is what they do. You know, they have high expectations for their teams. 
and uh, and Pittman's coming in. Like, this is an opportunity. He's undefeated. Coach Pittman's undefeated in non-conference games as the head coach of Arkansas. Okay, that's concerning. Guess who else was undefeated going into that Shamrock series? Notre Dame was undefeated in Shamrock series games. So I don't like that stat at all. <laughs> it's concerning. Let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely concerning. Okay? Yes. Um, all right, we've talked about keys to the game. Why don't we give some score predictions? Okay, score predictions, how are we feeling? Like, as I mentioned, BYU slightly favored per metrics. Uh, it's a home game. I get it. 12th man's going to show up. Rise and shout. The Cougars are out. 66.5 is the line, uh, the over-under. Darnell, how are you feeling? What's your score prediction and why? What, how does this game play out? Um, I'm, I'm going to take the under just because I feel like Arkansas is going to control the ball in the line of scrimmage and have a lot of long, time-consuming drives like we've been seeing against BYU for the last several weeks. Um, I also feel like it's important for the Cougars to come out strong, which they haven't done lately, on the defensive end especially, because if you get this crowd on your side early with a, a three and out or, or a, a pick or a fumble recovery, that, that crowd's going to be engaged and help you out throughout this entire game. If it starts off where Arkansas is moving up and down the field and BYU looks hapless like they did against Notre Dame at times last week, the crowd's going to get ugly and the vibe in the stadium is not going to be good. So... Um, right now, I'm looking at this as BYU moves the ball pretty consistently in this game, but they can't stop Arkansas's running game. I think Arkansas goes for almost 300 today, running the game, running the ball. I see it uh, Arkansas 31, BYU 21. Does uh, does BYU play a good first half this week? Does that happen because they've been trash ever I, since? I don't think so. I, I, I mean, I feel they like haven't shown any way Baylor, that they can. So in the last the last four games, the first half has been just abysmal. Yeah, it, it's looked like. Me as a pee wee football player when I played for the Terrorizers. <laughs> so I feel like, like they, the they Southwest have, Conference in Arizona, like we were. They bad. have the potential to do it, but they haven't done it yet, and we're six games in. So they got to prove it to me that they can do it. The best At predictor point, they of future performances, past performance. Paul Gustafson, organizational behavior architect, taught me that when I was at BYU. Okay, uh, Ryan, how do you see this game playing out? By the way, Arkansas. Uh, all right, by the way, Arkansas had the most difficult strength of schedule in college football this year. By the way, yeah, per Sagarin. Yeah, I mean, I don't even look at their record as, you know, indicative of, of the team by any means. And, I mean, to tell you the truth, Darnell, he kind of took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I I am really worried about ball control in this game. And and them taking the crowd out of it with just a methodical running game, hearing the, how much they they run the ball compared to the pass, I mean, the, the clock is going to be moving quick. We're going to have a lot of frustration there. Um and but we just need to be really patient, um, and you know I think we need to just like he he said also though we we need to score, you know, four out of our first five drives. I think you know whether or not we get a field goal mixed in there, you know that'd be nice, just just for confidence sake, but in case it comes down to something like that later later in the game. But I do definitely also see uh, see the under. Being being the way to go. Also, I, I I don't see this being a very high scoring game, but you know me, I'm the eternal op- optimist. There you go. I, there you go. Ryan. I really feel like <laughs> um, like we play well when our back is against the wall on a season, and I feel like we put ourselves in that spot um, by what happened last week, and and you know I think we learn from our mistakes there. Um, we learn from our slow start. I'm not saying we're going to come out gangbusters, but I don't feel like, you know, we're going to, you know, let the crowd. We're not. I don't think we're going to lose our crowd in this game. Um, so I, I, I like us 24-21. 24-21. Ryan Hancock gives you the take. Woo pig. Uh, all right, uh, here we go. All right, this is this is how I see this game. Right. Arkansas is a good football program. Good football team. Talented football team. Great running back, great running backs. Okay, they run the ball extremely effectively. They want to run the football effectively. They want to bring the heat. They want to bring the fuego. They they are currently sacking quarterbacks at one of the highest rates in college football. But they're also giving up a ton of yards through the air because of it. So they may sack a quarterback consistently in a game, but that quarterback is still finding a way to a complete a ton of his passes and throw the ball downfield for over three hundred yards in a game. Okay, um, BYU can't stop the run for. 
for crud. They're giving up 240, 250 yards per game on the ground, it seems, uh, versus better running teams, right, versus teams like Arkansas, the Notre Dames, the Baylors, right? They, we, you start off the first half versus Wyoming and Utah State, and you can't stop the run. So, like, I look at all those things, and I take into account that Arkansas has had their fair share of adversity. They've seen better teams than BYU this season. They have their returning quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, uh, their starting quarterback returning this week. Do I expect K.J. to just be as good as he was before his injury? No, I, I think he's going to have a, a bit of a learning curve. And, and I think in an away setting that that that, that is Lavelle Edwards and, and the 12th man, the, the roar of the Cougars being out there and, and Cougar fans in their white uh, and whiting out Lavelle. Like, I feel like... There, there's, there is some sway there. There is momentum. There is a, a certain back-against-the-wall mentality right now that BYU's, I mean, media and fans and even within the locker room, they're, like, they, they're realizing, man, like we shouldn't have lost in Notre yeah. Dame. Maybe we're not as good as we thought we were if we don't prepare with a sense of urgency collectively. I feel like the coaching staff has to make a few changes with how they approach substitutions defensively. I feel like Aaron Roderick has had to have a come-to-Jesus moment of getting players that are dynamic the ball early and often, i.e. Puka Nakua is your best offensive weapon. you got to get them the ball. Chris Brooks has been really good the last few weeks. Get them the ball. Let's let them make some hay. Make, make a, a situation that... Uh, you know, like turn the the momentum, shift it back to where BYU was at the first two weeks of the season. Get back to the basics. Get back to things that you know you do well, and BYU can come out victorious. Um, I teach the game, feed Puka early and often, offensively, defensively. You're gonna fifty percent of the time. That's all I'm asking. Fifty percent of the time, you're gonna see roughly twelve, maybe t- I'd say ten third downs. Okay, that's what we do. We're probably around ten. 10 third downs at least you must okay roll into a single high safety and play man free 50 percent of the time it's just a calculator you don't got to do it all the time just 50 percent of the time and if you do that you will stop arkansas more often in those third and fours third and fives maybe a third and three but you have to do it you can't just trust that your six-man box is going to beat double teams because that offensive line of Notre Dame and even Baylor at times was going straight to the second level to our fantastic linebackers comprised of Keenan Peely, Maximus Decimus Meridius, are you not entertained Thule, um, you got Ben Bywaters had a great season and also uh, Peyton Wilgar That's, that, like, if you're talking about your most talented position group, it goes probably offensive line and, 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 and linebacker preseason, that's what you would have said, Absolutely. You know, from an NFL standpoint you got to make sure that those guys can roam and make plays and keep them on the field. Max Tooley should never leave the field. Put him at tight end for the love of all that's holy. Like, he's that good. He's that athletic. He's just, he's just a unique player that has brought a, a certain amount of energy and momentum. Every time he's on the field, it's like yeah. he's got magnets I, like <laughs> for the pigskin. Magnets. I, I felt I felt the, the, the general on his uh, substitution pattern issues. Right. I, I'm right there. I, right. I, I like, get it. it. you got to have Absolutely. a come to Jesus moment. We're like, all right, maybe we've got to change for yeah. this. Maybe this is just one game. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you've done it enough. Like, this game, let's leave our best 11 on the football field for the love of all that's holy. Can I get an yeah. amen? Yes. Amen. Amen, Ben. No more. Yeah, yeah. I need Dewey Gray to preach the <laughs> <Yes>. gospel. <laughs> the deuce. Bring him to me today. You know what I mean? Yes. I should have got him on the show because I can guarantee you Dewey's not coming off the field. Dewey, as a defensive player, he's never doing this. He's like, no, coach, I'm good. No, yeah. No, 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 no. You stay. Stay on this side. Like, I'm, I'm Dewey Gray. Yep. Right? Absolutely. I ain't getting off the field. Maximus Decimus Meridius, are you not entertained? Thule <laughs> needs to say, no, nah, I'm good. I, I, I'm, I'm going to stay on the field. Okay? <laughs> that's, uh, that's my thoughts. Okay, so this is my prediction. Okay? I'm going to say 31-28. I pray. Okay? I've been praying. I fasted this week for Jake Oldred that he'd kick a field goal and actually make it. Okay? So shout out to Jake. I think he's going to make a field goal. We're going to win by a field goal. We beat Arkansas. It's the first time we've ever played against Arkansas. It's probably the last time we'll probably play against Arkansas. We're 4-6 and six versus the SEC in our history. You have won the last two versus the SEC. And both of them went into overtime. Okay? Mississippi State, double OT, at home. 
and then you're out to Tennessee and Knoxville. Shout out to them for for garnering the the college game day. It was great. They showed up. They showed out. It was a great job. Those fans were awesome. They were tremendous. I they love were. SEC fans <laughs> because they are passionate. They are they believe in their teams. They expect a lot from their teams. But you've won the last two against SEC teams that were, I would say, solid to good teams. Tennessee ended up being, I think, a nine eight eight nine win team, and uh, Mississippi State was a seven win team. I think. Ben, how many of those energy drinks have you had today? I don't. I have green tea. This is a uh, oh, okay, Arizona okay. green tea. Just uh, curious. No, bucked just curious. up. No, I did not take. This is my life. This is who I am. This. I wake up every morning, and I and I and I I, I get up. I do a a break dance move out of bed, and I'm ready to go. You're like Brooke, let's yoga. go, Kai. Let's go. Yeah, bro. This he is how it is. It's, it's, it's game day, right? And it's game day's game day. different. Game day's different. You know, it's just it's just it's just it's just different. And you should bring energy on game day. Period. There so that's my that's my score call, and I'm sticking to it. Thirty-one twenty-eight. Coming up next, we'll get to know the foe. We have some Arkansas insiders giving you a breakdown leading up to kickoff. Don't go anywhere. Stop by a tailgate. Get swagged out. Royal Army brand is here. LHM Chevy, LHM Chrysler Jeep Dodge and Ram is here. We got tacos. We got pizza. We got swag. We got everything you need. I got bucked up energy drinks. If you want to have as much energy as I do right now and rise and shout and be the 12th man, get some bucked up energy. Make sure you use that Criddle 20 coupon code for 20% off your order on the website. Don't go anywhere. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. Keyshawn, 